So you got Travis Lee down here. We're at a beautiful morning on Callum Bay. I've got my tiny wolf by my side. I'm one of the commercial divers that drove a, a modified 4x4 Land Cruiser eight kilometres under the harbour at depths of up to 32 metres from from Mandora to Mindel on the weekend. That was a real thing. Like it sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but that was a real thing. It's driven. Uh, all right. Uh, the obvious question: How do you feel after actually doing that, bro? That was such a huge deal. I think it's going to take a moment for me to really understand how I feel about it because it was such a long, it was such a long process. I'm one of the the engineers that that physically built this car. It came to my house in January, and um, yeah, the amount of late nights and discussions we had about designing it, physically building it, like rebuilding it, like going over it again and again and again. It's it's really taken up six months of my life, so. As from an engineering standpoint, I'm pretty proud, like the build team, like we've created a fully capable subsea vehicle, which you have to understand, it's still a prototype. We hadn't really tested it to this point. Like to then take it on such an epic journey, like one week later with really at, with really not doing any more modifications to it, like we just built something that worked. And then the different standpoint as being part of the commercial diving team that that physically got this car to drive from Mandura to Mindel was pretty amazing. So, yeah, it's a bit surreal. Like, we actually did that. That moment where you did come out onto, onto Mindel, emotionally, like, where were you at? That was such a... That is such a surreal moment in my life. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of emotions there. There was a lot of emotions for the car, like, functioning. We've obviously just achieved this this crazy world record feat and then also the explosion of people on on Mindel Beach was yeah it's something I don't know I'm not really equipped to have um, emotionally dealt with it at the time but it was it was amazing yeah it was crazy (laughs) I was hungry too we hadn't had food all day so (laughs) yeah it would have been nice to have like I don't know maybe like someone's mum there or something to make sure like have you boys got enough food have you got your sunblock have you got your water yeah we kind of we kind of got too focused on the task and we didn't really focus on looking after ourselves at that point yeah like, but, um, of all the of, of all the long preparations going into it next time bring snacks yeah bring some snacks <laughs> yeah trav andy talked to you before the mission and you'd sort of talked about how you guys were going for for a couple of world records longest underwater drive deepest underwater drive and you had your own personal world record that you wanted to go for spearing a fish uh without leaving the driver's seat of your vehicle. Now, when you guys came in at Mindel Beach, one of the striking images of that, apart from just the Land Cruiser driving out of the water, was one of the divers holding up two barra. Yes! Oh, they got it! They got fish! They got fish! Tell us the story about the acquisition of these two barra. Yeah, so throughout this process, that was my goal, to, to spear a barrel while we're on the drive. But um, at the time, it wasn't super appropriate to be, to be swimming down with a spear gun. I think the night before, me and Lukey left at about probably about 12.30, trying to get the mud crab ready. And one of my last jobs was to put a spear gun mount on the car. But um, it's kind of something that fell, fell away side. So the story, the story of the barra, and so... There were two barra that came up the the beach there. Maddie Mitchell, the the owner of Ocean Tech, was holding them. There was actually three barra at one stage. 
So I'm not really sure where the, the third barrier is, but in the morning we launched from Mandura. Luke and Taylor headed out. I think they only headed out about like 80 to 100 metres or so and they they had issues with traction and got bogged. Finn jumped in, uh, put some lifting equipment on it so we could put we could put a bit of air ballast in it to make the car lighter so then we could then drive it out of that bog. I dressed in at that point because we weren't sure how complicated that process would be. So I'm in my wetsuit now and Finn's managed to right the vehicle and start to drive it, head out towards Mindel. From previous experience of working on the Mandura jetty there, I knew that there were barra and there was like pretty good fish life in that area. So that's kind of the place that I thought, like if I was going to do some fishing, that would happen. But um, when I got to the vehicle, it wasn't on the right heading. So I put the vehicle back on the right compass heading to start to head to Mindel. You don't really get to see a lot while you're in the car. You know, you know the car's moving forward. You know that it's driving through water. You know you're passing over mud to each side of you, but you don't really get to see a lot. And if you're not outrunning the mud, the mud kind of creeps over. And I was just getting through the fact when you're sitting in the car, the mud was kind of creeping up over the the bonnet and then over the windscreen. You really couldn't see anything. And there were some times when um, I would have to press the buttons that, that actuate the car. And then so you've, you've got to get within maybe 20 centimetres to be able to see those. I'd corrected the vehicle. I was just foot down on the throttle, just going as fast as it would go. And then... In first gear. Yeah, in first gear, which oh, yeah. is actually pretty impressive underwater. But, like, there's... I've hit... There's a bang. And then, I don't know if you've noticed, but the mud crab, there's a, it's got a smashed windscreen on the, the passenger side. And, like, it sounds as ridiculous as the entire feet, but we've cracked some some barra have, like, been doing whatever barra do. I don't know if they've been attracted by our lights or whatever, but some barra have been nailed by the windscreen. So that's where those barra came from. <laughs> the barra's, like, collected the the bonnet, and it's it's kind of come over, and it was kind of, like, there, and it was it was motionless, and I'm kind of, like, looking at it, and I'm like... You're looking up at it. It's up, up in the water above you. Yeah, it's nailed. It's nailed the windscreen, and it's popped up, and I've, and I've slowed the car, and it's kind of there, and I've just grabbed it, and I'm like, what the... F-? <laughs> and the windscreen's now broken, like, the... The windscreen's now cracked, and then I've like we have um, like radio communications in the helmet. Yeah, topside, we've hit a barra and we've cracked the windscreen, and they're like, "You what?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we've hit a barra and we've cracked the windscreen." And then on closer inspection, there was another fish, and then I didn't notice the the third fish until the car was bogged, like um like a ways later and then there was yeah there's a, a fish in the grill in the front of the grill so those bear ended up in the back and that's <laughs> that's what we held up on the other side at Mindel. how can you take out a barrel when you're going so slowly like how, how are you nailing slow. it it's like three k's an hour like, but is that enough to kill a barra? I guess well, it must clearly, be. Clearly, it's yeah. enough to kill three barra. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, oh, I took the I took the camera mounts off the front of the car so I could drop the the windscreen now because we kind of decided that if we've got a cracked windscreen, we're probably better to put it down than up. Yeah, so and you've got enough barra already. You know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but then I then I was kind of on the thought of like, well, let's say that that kind of happens again now there's no windscreen protecting the diver 
What if the diver just cops a fish in the face? Fish in the face. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I would have liked to have done an underwater spearing record out of a land cruiser, but I think that's still on the cards. Like, we've got a fully capable underwater vehicle now, and so I would really like to take it to some nice blue water and maybe just have some fun with it. Like, we've built it. Why not have fun with it? There probably is an argument to say that had you actually committed to, like, the actual spear gun method, then it wouldn't have been as productive anyway as just driving into them. Well, yeah, well, I definitely wouldn't have got three. So what, you just you just saw it and then reached over and just like, oh, yep, sweet, and just chuck it in the boot? Yeah, in the, there's a space down each side of the battery box, and that had three barrel in it for basically the entire journey. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure how... I guess, like, the barrel probably, probably spent 10 hours in the water, but I think that's a pretty impressive effort. I actually think that's a better story than the than having like taken one with a spear gun because what like has a has a car ever like taken a fish before like that's a pretty unique they, utensil to take a fish with they have at river crossings but no not uh not at the bottom of of the sea i mean who needs a spear gun all you need is uh is a 1978 <laughs> leg cruiser, cruiser six electric. months of your life and a, a team of engineers <laughs> what happens to the mud crab now and and what happens with you? What happens to your life after a mission like this is under your belt? So we haven't one hundred percent fully decided on what happens to the mud crab. I think originally we we're talking about parting it out for for costs. There's the there's about twenty thousand dollars worth of batteries in the back of that that car. But to me, to part that car out for parts is such a waste. It's achieved multiple world records. It's a fully capable underwater land cruiser, the only one of its kind in the world. I'm not a private collector, but if I was going to put a, like a, a figure on that, there'd, there'd be at least six. There's a TV show being produced around the feats of the mud crab at this point. And in the meantime, Luke has thrown around the idea of us taking that car and just doing some some just interesting things with it, like maybe start up a YouTube channel. We've built such a capable thing; it'd be a shame to not to not use it now. And what about you? I'm not really sure. I've I've been working on this car for six months now, so I guess I guess it's like finishing a book or finishing a Netflix series. So you've got to decide. There's a point where you're like, oh, okay, that's done. All right, what book do I like read next, or what series am I going to start next? But I guess that's that's my life now. So I guess I'm going to go have to go back to um, my normal life, and my normal life is quite exciting. I work on oil rigs, and I I fly around in helicopters, and I go snowboarding and rock climbing, and so I'm not short of an adventure. It's just I've just got to choose which adventure I uh, go on next. Final thoughts, Trav, on it all. I'd just like to thank the people of Darwin. We, we came into town a month ago and we, we didn't really know what we were in for here but we've just found like certain people around Darwin have just, just openly embraced this crazy, this crazy campaign we've been on and like most people hear about this and they think that we're utterly mad so, so when we first went in and we had generosity from people, we had people donate their time, people donate their products yeah, it was it was pretty amazing to receive that kind of generosity. And really, looking back on it, I'm not sure if the mud crab would be what it a fully capable underwater vehicle without 
without the generosity of these people. So, yeah, I'd like to thank the the, the people of Darwin for fully embracing us on this um, this interesting campaign. Nice to talk to you, Trav. Well done again, and um, and and best of luck in the future. No easy. Thanks for having me.